This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, welcome everyone. We're very excited to dedicate the Shi'ur to a good friend, uh, Jonathan Sudri, Luluni uh, Shmat, his father, passed away about two years ago, Avraham ben Sultana. So, Bezal Hashem, make, make all the brachot and Bezal Hashem the Shi'ur. He should have Aliyah, and it will with this Divret Torah. Now, now we're saying, we're talking over here. Tonight, the power of prayer, you're going to hear an amazing blockbuster Hidush. We're telling you three Gemariyot. Mesechet Ta'anit, Mesechet Barachot, and Mesechet Makot. Now, this week's parasha speaks about Ezehi Avodah Shabbalev, Ulo Avdo Bechol Avchem. Serve Hashem with all your heart. What is that? It's prayer. What's, what's serving God with your heart? Tfilah. That's prayer. Now, ready for the Hidush? First Hidush. This is in Mesechet Ta'anit. Uh, it's all the other Mesechtot, Yoma, also other Mesechtot as well, but I'm quoting Tanit as well. Tanit says like this, what was the tefillah of the Kohen Gadol when he was leaving basically Kodashim on Yom Kippur? So one of the tefillah, he said a few things. One of the things that he said that I'm telling you here tonight, which is major, 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 he said, please Hashem, before I leave the before I leave the bed, this holy day of Yom Kippur, I beg you, do not answer, you hear what's going on? Do not answer the people, the businessmen who pray, because back in the day, there wasn't retail store, there wasn't an online business, it was everything was outside, you get it? Everything was like, I'm selling in a marketplace. So therefore, they, they would pray, Hashem, don't make it rain today. Why? Because if it rains, I can't sell the goods. So therefore, they would pray, Hashem, please, Hashem, today, don't let it rain. They'll see clouds. Please, Hashem, Stop the clouds from bringing down the rain. The Kohen Gadol prayed, Hashem, please, don't listen to those guys. Don't listen to those businessmen that are praying that they shouldn't be rain. Please, Hashem, don't listen to them. You know what's going on over here? You know what, this is the Gemara says. The Gemara says that what? The Kohen Gadol, on the holiest day of the year, which is Yom Kippur, prays to Hashem, God, please. Don't listen to the people who are making business during the year and they're saying, please don't make it rain. Because we need the rain to be able to survive. So my question to you all is, come on. Millions of people are praying, bring rain, bring rain, bring rain. You think a few guys that are in business are going to stop the rain? That the Kohen Gadol has to pray, don't stop, don't listen to them? You hear that, Joe? You hear that question? You know what the answer is? The answer is, is because these guys, their livelihood right now depends on the sale that they're going to make. So therefore you're right. We pray for rain, we pray for rain, we pray for rain. But these guys that are actually in the workforce, they really need it to rain right now. They, they, they need it to, to, to sell right now, I should say. They need it to sell right now. And therefore they're praying, God, please, don't... The Kohen Gadol has to pray like an iron dome. Stop the tefillah of these people. You know why? Because they're so sincere. Their sincerity, when you pull down, I always say that prayer is like a bow and arrow. You know what a bow and arrow is? The further you pull the bow, the further the arrow is going to fly. The more kavanah and the sincerity that you're going to have in the Amidah, the further it's going to fly to Hashem. And these people are going to have a lot of kavanah because they need to make the sale. So therefore, the Kohen Gadol has to pray on the holiest day. I am intercepting their tefillah from now. Think about it. He's praying for a year in advance so therefore it doesn't come. 
I'll never forget when I first had my baby girl, right? I had, I had my, uh, a baby girl, and somebody came to me and says, pray for now for Shiduch for your daughter. I'll never forget that. i never forget that. I remember vividly where I was, who said it to me, where it was. He says, pray from now. I was like, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, there's never a time too late to pray and things like that. Thank you very much. There's never a time to, to stop to pray. Always pray for things. You know, even, even, even you guys, you guys, Baruch Hashem, young guys looking for Shiduch, he just got engaged. But the other boys that are looking for Shiduch, right? Pray from now. Pray from now. Well, you're 18 years old, 19. Pray from now. You know what I'm saying? Hashem, please give me my zivu. 20 the chupah, it says. 20 years old for, for, for Shiduch, that's it. 18 the chupah. But 20, no. 18 the chupah, but it says 20. It says, Yipachatz Motav, you know what I'm saying? Kedushin. So 18 the chupah, you're right. 18 years old for chupah, but up to 20, you know, we'll give you, we'll give you an extra two years, God. But uh, at the end of the day, it's very important. Pray from now. Pray from now. Pray from now. Good Shidu, good family, good family life. This is really, really what it's all about. And that's why the first lesson that we learned from, from the Gemara of Ta'anit is what? Is one thing. Is that you see the sincerity of these people that are making sales in the marketplace that they'll pray, Hashem, please stop the rain so I can make a sale. The Kohen Gadol has to pray in advance to make an iron dome for them to stop. Got that clear? That's first Gemara. Second Gemara I'll discuss today is it's a Gemara in Mesechet Makot. What does it say in Mesechet Makot? It says something beautiful. And I'd like to share with you, and I know the boys, a few boys over here learning Mesechet Makot. And that is very simple. The Gemara Makot says that, that if a person killed by accident, Bishul Gig, person by accident killed, you know, sometimes it happens, accidents happen. By accident, he killed Bishul Gig. He was going on a ladder, he fell off the ladder, and as he fell off the ladder, he killed somebody. On his way down. So the Gemara says over here, you have to go where? To Irmiklat. So now the question is, Irmiklat, they separate him. He goes to a special city, city of refuge. Question is, when does he go out of the city of refuge? The Gemara says, when the Kohen Gadol dies. Got it? When the Kohen Gadol dies, this person is free from the city of refuge. The Gemara Makot says, so what did the mother of the Kohen Gadol do? she would go ahead and give uh, food to the inmates, to the people that were there. Let's say, Shabbat comes, she'll bring kibbeh, lahmajin, chulun, kugul. What is this? This is for you guys. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That, oh, what is this? Brownies. Wow, brownies, cookies. Unbelievable. It's not so bad over here, the city of refuge. So the question is, why would she do that? And the answer, the answer is very simple. The answer is because she didn't want them to pray that her son should die. So therefore, because so once the Kohen Gadol dies, they go out free. So what did she do? She sent goodies, you know, food, this, that, that, that. So therefore, they appease the people and they're like, oh wow, this is what it is? Okay, you know what? It's not so bad over here. You know, things like that. Let the Kohen Gadol live. Right? Beautiful. So, there's a very famous question on this Gemara, and the question is, very simple. You think, with a few brownies, they're going to stay in the Yermiklat, and they're not going to pray that the Wang Adol should die in order for them to go out free? You hear the question or no? Maybe you hear the question? Again. I'll explain the question again. The Kohen Gadol, over here, it says, if a person killed by accident, he has to go to something called Yermiklat. 
in Miklat, he goes there and can't leave until the Kohen Gadol dies. So what did the mother of the Kohen Gadol do? She gave him food, food, food to the inmates. So therefore they don't pray. She doesn't, they don't pray that the Kohen Gadol dies so they go out free. Because if the Kohen Gadol goes out, dies, they go out free. So she would give them. You got it, Marco? Did you really get it or no? You got it now? So the question that I'm asking is, I don't, I don't understand. You think for a little bit of brownies and kibbeh, lahmajin, chilling kugel, they're going to be satiated over there and say, oh, you know what? Yeah, Kohen Gadol, you stay alive. They're going to pray. They want to go back to their families. They want to go back to their, to their hometown. So what does brownies have to do with anything? What does kibbeh have to do with anything? What does chilling have to do with anything? What does kugel have to do with anything? They're still going to pray Hashem. Let the Kohen Gadol die so I can go back to my family. To go back to my, 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 my hometown. You know what the answer is? The answer is, you're right. They, they, they would still pray. But the prayers would never be the same. Why? Because they got food from the Kohen Gadol's mother. So therefore the Kavanah, the extra oath of the Tefillah won't be there. The Hinduches, they, they won't pray so hard. Oh wow, you know, we're pretty good over here. It's nice over here. It's beautiful over here. And then they are, please, Hashem, please, nothing going on because we want to go back to our, our, our hometown. But now that they got all these goodies, the tefillah will never come out the same anymore. Because I told you, tefillah is like that bow and arrow. The more you pull down with kavanah, the more further that your prayer flies up. That's what you have to understand. Why? Because a person sometimes can pray, you can pray for 80 years straight, three times a day. You know? But you have to know this, Yesod. You have to know what tefillah is. Tefillah is so powerful that the more sincerity and the more feelings and the more kavanah that you have in the tefillah itself, the further it's going to go. You have to know that because we keep on praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And then somebody tells us, oh, I don't know what's going to be. Forget it. You got to pray hard. You got to pray with all your heart. That's what it says. It's from the heart. I remember. I remember when I needed. Of course, we always need things from Hashem. But I remember I really need something so bad. I pray from the depth of my heart. From the depth of my heart. Boom. Got answer. Got answer. The answer is you, you yourselves. You have to understand this. Every time you're praying, you got to pray from the inner, inner side. You have to pray from the, your heart. Hashem, I love you. I need you. I need this to happen. You got to make this happen for me. You got to... And don't ever feel down. You know, I hear people say, ah, this, I pray, but there's that. Don't ever feel down, by the way. Don't ever feel, oh yeah, what's going to be? Don't forget. Everybody knows Moshe Rabbeinu, he wanted to go into Israel. And how much food did he need? So an extra tefillah, Hashem says, stop praying because one more is going to get answered. You never know that one more extra tefillah where it's going to go ahead. You know, somebody told me the other day, oh yeah, oh, they say tefillah doesn't go unanswered. What do you mean tefillah doesn't go unanswered? I'm praying for this and this and that, and I don't see it. I told him like this. I tell him the story of my brother. My brother has a father-in-law who had all girls. He had all girls. All girls. He doesn't have any boys. My brother's father-in-law has only girls. And, and, and I asked him, did you pray for boys? I prayed my lights out. I prayed so hard. So, so he said, oh, my tefillah is not answered. You know what he said? He said, but look, every single one of my grandchildren are all boys. Every single one. You hear what's going on there? <laughs> every single grandkid, boy, 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 boy. 
You know, you know what's going on? You know what's happening? You say, where's the Tvilah? Shem says, not in this generation. Next generation, all boys. Panasa! All of a sudden, the guy might not have made Panasa. All of a sudden, he sees his children. Whoa! Every single one of his children. Boom, boom, boom. How does it even happen? Somebody, there's a guy in our community, he has about five boys. And the father doesn't have any, 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 like, like he's not, he's not a wealthy guy at all. But every single one of his sons started something crazy. And they all, so you say, what happened? He says, my father prayed for his business. It didn't succeed in his, but it succeeded in his, in his son. You know, sometimes Chachamim, they pray, Hashem, let me be Gaon Torah, Let me be the biggest genius. Let me be the next Gadol Adol. And they're praying and they're learning and they're praying and they're learning. Of course, they're doing their best. All of a sudden, you see every single one of their children, the biggest rabbis in the whole community. How? Their father prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for themselves, but they thought, what's going on? And all of a sudden, the next generation happened. The next thing that happened, that happened. Don't think it ever goes to waste. You know, sometimes a person prays for the flash them out, and all of a sudden, the person dies. I prayed for flash them out. What happened over here? I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, and the guy died. What's going to be? You think it's feel like it went to waste? Every single one of those tefillah oh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in a section where it's a refuash the mass section where all of a sudden the next person has to that, that that's not feeling well Hashem takes it from the box refuash the mass for that guy but where how because of me I prayed for that person he happens to be he passed away but at the end of the day tefillah doesn't go wasted so Hashem says okay I'm going to hold this in the, uh, in the in the treasure of the refuash the mass section the next person that got sick Hashem takes it and he puts it refuash the mass for that person it's because of your prayer. How awesome is that? Wow. Yeah? Next, let's go on to one more point. You ready? So what do we say? We say, right? About the Kohen Gadol, that he would pray for the person. What? We said two things about the Kohen Gadol. One thing was about that they pray on the holiest day. Hashem, don't answer those people that are praying during the year on a, on a, on a weekday that the marketplace, it shouldn't rain because they need to sell. Rather, don't answer them because the world needs rain. Right? And the second thing we said about the Kohen Gadol's mother, how she would give brownies and things like that to the, to the inmates. Why? So they, they shouldn't pray with full kamana that their son should die. So therefore, they go out, they go out free. Now, this is the third thing. You ready? This is the third thing, and maybe I'll give you a bonus tonight. And that the third thing is like this. The third thing is that there's a very famous story, and everybody knows this, of Chizkiah HaMelech. Chizkiah HaMelech and the Navi, Shia Navi, it says over there that he came to me, he says, This is Gemara Maseh Barachot. He says, You're going to die, and you're not going to live. You're going to die in this world, and you're not going to live in the next world. The question is, what do you mean, die in this world, not in the next world? What's going on? You know, if you know Chizkiah Melech, if you know what he did, he put a sword in front of every Midrash, and he said, if you don't learn Torah, you'll get killed. So every single kid, you ask, imagine you're asking a first grader right now, the hardest complex halachot. Man, right now, go ask a first grader, he knows all the halachot, Shabbat, everything. He says, oh, even a 40-year-old does it, what's going on? This guy knows every halachot, like the of his finger. He knew the hardest halachot. How? Because the king Chizkiyah, he put a, a sword, and he said, if you don't learn Torah, I'll kill you. So they kept on learning and learning and learning. They didn't stop learning because they were very scared the king might kill them. So they kept on learning and learning and learning. They didn't stop learning. And all of a sudden, Navi says, you're going to die in this world, you're not going to have the next world. Why? Die in this world, not going to have the next world. He says, you're not having children. You're married and not having children. He says, yeah, but I have a good reason. What's your reason? He says, I saw in Ruach Kodesh that I'm going to have two Rishayim. 
two wicked, wicked kids. So I don't have the wicked kids now. Because I don't have the wicked kids, I don't want to have the kids, and therefore I'm done. He says, no, that's not your hajbon. That's not your hajbon. In life, we have to do what Hashem wants us to do. Hashem says, Perurbu. He says, have children. It's not your concern now, right now. Cheshbonot, the calculations. Oh wait, oh he's going to be Rasha, he's going to be not Rasha, he's going to be Tzaddik, not Tzaddik. Listen, God said have children, you have to have children. Finish, that's it, that's the end, that's the end game. That's what it is. I, what about my kid? Even though Heru HaKodesh like that, he says that's it. You didn't make a Perurbu. You didn't fulfill the mitzvah of having children. It's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. Man, that was all the So at the end of the day, what do we do? He told the Navi, okay, no problem. Give me your, give me your daughter. This is what the Gemara says. Give me your daughter. I'll marry your daughter. And the zchut, and the merit of me marrying your daughter, and my zchut that I have from all the Torah that I've been spreading, hopefully, B'zal Hashem, the, the kids will come out tzaddikim. So he says to him, I told you, I'll never give you my daughter. How am I going to give you my daughter? I already told you that the Nebuah said, you know, you're not going to have this world, or you're not going to have the next world. Why would I give you my daughter now? So he says, okay, stop the prophecy, stop the Nebuah, and get out. He says, what do you mean? He says, I said, get out. That's it, finish, get out. I said, what do you, you, you keep me out for? I'm telling you just the truth. He says, yeah, but let me tell you the truth. He says, okay, what, what, what do you have? What, what's the truth? What do you have? He tells him like this. He tells him that, that uh, that that I have a Kabbalah, mi Kabbalah from Bet Abba, all the way up, 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 from generation to generation to generation to generation. That the Kabbalah is. You ready for this Kabbalah? You ready for this? The Kabbalah is that I have Tzadik Balayin. Let's do it, boys. Welcome, welcome. So he says that I have a, I have a, I have a Kabbalah. And what's my Kabbalah? I have that what? That even if there's a sword on your neck, don't ever give up hope. Even if there's a sword on your neck, don't ever give up hope. Doctors say, oh, I don't know, from the examination that we see from you, you, it doesn't look like you have any hope to live more than two months. You tell the doctor, Thank you very much. That's your statistics. But I have my God and I have my prayers. And uh, I'll be back in two months. All well and good. That's what you tell the doctor. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm very serious, by the way. I'm very, very serious. When I tell you what I'm, I tell you, I mean it. I mean it. Very good, doctor. I'll see you later. I have something. And I'm explaining to you why, by the way. I'll explain to you why. I have something stronger than all your medicines. And that is... Of course, if they tell you to take medications, you take it because that's the Ishtadlut. But at the end of the day, Hashem is in charge. No doctor is in charge of your life to tell you life or death. And we have Hashem that you are not allowed to give up hope. Even the last moments of life, you're not allowed. And therefore, he tells this Navi, excuse me, Yeshaya, I love you, very nice. But now you got to leave. And it says, turn to the wall. And he prayed to Hashem, Hashem, please let me live. I'm going to get married. I'm going to, I'm going to have. I mean, he was married. He said, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to have the kids. And he ended up living an extra 15 years, an extra 15 years of life. You know what that is? 15 years of life. He ended up living an extra 15, one five, 15 years of life. How? Through his 
tefillah. His tefillah changed. Gan Eden, Geinam, Olam Olam It changed everything. It changed everything. You have to understand the power of prayer. The problem is, the Derech Hashem, Ramchal, says in the beginning of the Ramchal, he says, you have to understand the gift that God gave us. And that is the gift of tefillah. He gave us an a, a ammunition where it's so powerful, where it can change things around just by your words of prayer. But you got to know how to pray. How do you pray? I'm teaching, I'm, we're teaching together, we're learning together, is with your full heart, your inside. What's the, the heart? The heart is the prayers, the prayers. You pray with sincerity. You'll see miracles happen to you in your life. Say, how did this happen? Where did this come from? Boom, 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 boom. And everybody has their own story where they prayed for something and all of a sudden, miraculously, it happened, this happened, that happened, this happened, that happened. Everybody has those stories where he needed something from Hashem, he prayed his lights out, he prayed his heart out, and all of a sudden Hashem answered his prayers. Because that's the honest truth. That's the honest truth. The honest truth is, Hashem gave us a gift. And that gift is prayers. With your words, you can penetrate the Shemaim. With your words, you could, you could, you could, you could literally go up and 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 and, and change decrees. Do you realize the power of tefillah now? If I tell you right now, you could change decrees. You could change gezerot. The gezerah. There's a gemara that says that, by the way. Gemara in Mesechetani. What does it say? Rebbe Chozaa went to the marketplace and he told he saw the Yonavi. He said, "Who has a lomba here?" And he told him, "This guy." So this guy. He went over to him. He said, I can't talk to you right now. I, I, by the way, I'm briefing the Gemara very quick. He said, I can't talk to you right now. Come back to me tomorrow. Because Rebruka Chazar went to him and says, what do you do that you have Gan Eden? What do you do that you have Lomaba? So he said, I can't talk to you now. Come back to me tomorrow. So the next day he came back to him. He says, well, why didn't you tell me yesterday? He said, because I go tell the rabbis what the decree is from the Romans because I'm like, like an undercover, undercover spy and I, I know what the Romans are about to do to the Jewish people. So what I do is before they actually decree it. I go to the Jewish people, to the rabbis, to, to people, and I tell them, pray that this decree doesn't come into action. Why? Because they're about to do A, B, and C. So you hear what's going on over here? They pray before it even comes out. You have to pray that you should always be healthy. What's the biggest beracha? What's the biggest sigula for health? Everybody's looking, let me be healthy to 120. By the way, I'm telling you guys, everybody's young here. Everybody's young. But I'm telling you, as you age... As you age, you're 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. As you age, you start seeing like, whoa, you know, think about it. Uh, you, you don't have, when you, when you hit, I don't care how old you are right now, but you'll see when you hit 40, mark my words, when you hit 40, 42, 43, your energy is not the same anymore. It's not the same energy I'm talking about. Uh, your physics, your physics. Look at every basketball player. When do they retire? Isaac, you know this. When do they retire? When's the oldest basketball player in NBA history? Tell me, Isaac. How much? Mid 40s, max. 39, 38, 40, 42, 45. Not more than that, right? You don't have anybody playing 50s in the NBA, do you? Why not? He said to himself, why not? Why not? Go bring back MJ, 50 years old, put him in the show. Yalla! Why not? What happened? What happened? You know why? He knows the 18, 19, 20, the rookies. 22, they, they have that energy, the, phys- the physical energy. They can, run, they can run a 5K marathon, they can run a 10K marathon, they can run a 20K marathon. You know what I'm saying? But when, when you get, when you get to, to 50s, 
the, the, the stamina, I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know, even if you work out from now till 50, I don't know, you know, hey, you have a muscle man over here, you know what I mean? Like, hey, Rabbi, it's not going to happen to me. I bet you come back to me, Rabbi, you were right. I guarantee you. Not, nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. It's, it's, it's the physical body. It's the physical body. It's nothing to do with you. You know, I'm not, I'm not hurting your feelings, huh? You know? At the end of the day, it's not to do with you. It's just a physical body. You know, this, that, that. Automatically, you don't have that, 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 that same uh, energy. But what, what, how do we even get onto this, by the way? How do we get onto this? How do we get onto this? How does uh, one pray for health? Oh, that's what it is. Because I'm saying, how do you always stay healthy? So, of course, you eat healthy, you eat right, you do your things right. But another thing is, you're always praying to Hashem, Hashem, please help me always stay healthy. You get it? So before you age, you're like, boom, I put it in there. Tah, 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 tah. All right, I'm not scared to get 95 anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'll be healthy 95 years old. You know what I'm saying? You're hearing, you're seeing, you're walking, you're talking, everything. You know what I'm saying? Pray from now, lock it in. You ain't say, Rabbi, come on. I'm telling you, when you're going to get you're going to get you're going to get older you know mark my words Rabbi Palachi was right you mark you come back to me put it in the bank you say Rabbi Palachi was right he's right I hit this certain age and he's right you know at the end of the day I'll never forget I was 18, 19 years old I was playing with a 43 year old guy and he was a good he used to be a good ball player I'll never forget and I, I was guarding him he was playing I was, I was playing him and I see him he's huffing and puffing I was like what's going on Let's go, get on, come on! And I, he's telling me, trust me, when you hit my age, you're going to do the same. <laughs> they told me. And you know, as, as a person gets older, you know, he says, say, you can't run as fast, you can't do as fast, you can't do this, you can't, what happened? But what? Pray to Hashem, you always have your energy, you always give you health from now. From now. Put it in the bank from now. Yeah, don't wait until you're 90 years old and like, oh, I can't walk, please Hashem, let me walk. No, all right, it's very good then also. But the thing is now. Pray for it now. Yeah, you understand what I'm trying to say over here? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Should I give you the bonus one about Mr. Kedushin now or no? Yes. I'll give you the bonus. But wait, first, before I get to the bonus, I want to explain something. This class, this Shior tonight, right, you have to understand, it's, 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 it's very vital about tefillah. We, we learned, and I'm going to sum it up for you right now, so you'll remember this forever. We have three Gemara, Barachot, Tanit and Makot. The way you remember these three words is, Barachot is the first Mesechet. It's Bet. Like Aleph Bet, Bet. Bet. Tanit is the last letter of the Aleph Bet. What is that? Taf. Right? Makot is the middle. Mem. Mem is the middle of the Aleph Bet. Mem. Makot. And each one, I'll tell you, Barachot was the Gemara was the of, of the Navi. What happened? The Navi told the Chizkiah Melech, that's it. You're too, you're too, you're too late. You're going to die. You're not going to live. And he prayed, and he lived for an extra 15 years. He lived for an extra 15 years. He saved his Olam Abai, he saved his Olam Azeh, he saved everything. That's Bet, that's Berachot. Mem, you have Makot, which is the middle of the Aleph Bet. Mem, what happened to Makot? I told you about the Kohen Gadol's mother. She used to send brownies and kibbeh and lachmashin and things like that. So the inmates wouldn't pray for his son, the Kohen Gadol, to die so they could go back into their own town because that's, that's the Halakha. When he dies, he's allowed to go back into town. And the third one was Tani. Which was, we said, that what? That's the last one. Which, what do you say? The Kohen Gadol used to pray on the Holy of Holies, Kodesh Kodashim. That what? Hashem, please, I beg you. What do I beg of you? What do I beg of you? Please do not answer the, uh, the, the people who are selling goods in the marketplace. Why? Because I need to make sure that what? That 
uh, that it rains actually to the world. So don't, don't, when they say stop the rain, make sure you don't stop the rain because we need it. That's the sincerity of the tefillah. You got those three gemarot, you got those three examples. Those are very, very important goals. Now I'll give you a bonus gemara of Kedushin. You ready? I'll tell you. The bonus of Kedushin is like this. The bonus of Kedushin is that, that I want to ask you A or B. The, the Gemara says over there, Yaakov, I believe, that he came to a town and there was like a demon, there was like a big monster, I should say. This is the Gemara Kedushin, by the way. There was something in the Beit Midrash that was like a, like, I don't know, a snake with seven heads. The Gemara says, snake with like seven heads. And nobody was going in because they were always scared of this, this creature. Until Abaye told the people, there's a great rabbi coming to town. Nobody, nobody, nobody allowed him to stay by them. He's going to be forced to go to the Bermudrash to stay by the Bermudrash. So everyone's like, oh, can I, the rabbi comes, oh, can I stay over you? No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, I'm fully booked this week, I can't, this, that. Can I stay over you? No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can I stay No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, so what does the Gemara say? Gemara says that he went to the Bermudrash, there's no other place. So he goes to the Bermudrash, and as he's there, he has, you know, he's, he, he, he has to stay, that's all he has to do. He actually went to Bim Midrash, where what? Where the, the, there's this creature with seven, seven heads and things like that. So what did he do? He, um, uh, he prayed so hard. He prayed so hard. And it says that he bowed down. Each time he bowed down, you know in Amidah you have four bowings for the Barachot. And then Oseh Shalom B'Mrav Rav, you have another three. Oseh Shalom B'Mrav Rav, you have another three. Right? So you have seven total. He says every time he bowed, another head got chopped off, basically. I don't know what happened. The guy, the creature died. And everybody was like, wow, yes, he killed the creature. And uh, the rabbi said to Abaye, what, you, you set me up for this? I can't believe it. You made, me, you made me make a miracle. You made me make a miracle. And we know that you don't want to have miracles to be made for you because it can take away from those chuyot. You know that, right? You know that, right? If you have open miracles, like wild miracles, you don't want to take benefit from it because if you take benefit from that, it can take away from you chuyot and olam If it takes away chuyot, in Gan Eden, if it takes away Yitzchuyot in Gan Eden, then what happens, right? What happens if it takes away Yitzchuyot in Gan Eden? Hashem can, can reduce it. And you don't want that to happen. <laughs> and you don't want that to happen, right? <laughs> right, so you don't want that to happen. So therefore, what do you do? What do you do? You, uh, you have to make sure that, uh, that, uh, that you don't use Yitzchuyot for, for open miracles. Got it or no? Everybody's got it? So you know what this rabbi says? You took away, you took away this, you took away my zchuyot for open miracles. So the mefarshim always ask a question: Did he, did Abaye really do that? Did did Abaye really take away his miracles? Did he? So the Gemara says basically the mefarshim explained no, no. He says why not? Because when you pray so hard, and you get answered, it's not considered a taking away zchuyot. It's not considered an open miracle. Because that's the nature of tefillah. You got that or no? Everybody, everybody hear me? Oh no. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not, it's not. it's not because that. It's because it's because when you pray so hard for something and you get an answered, it's not an open miracle. It's not an open miracle. It's it, 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 it is it is part of tefillah. That is the that is the anecdote of tefillah. You understand what I'm trying to say? Oh no. Did everybody hear that me clear? clear? When you when you when you get answered for, for, for a prayer, 
That's not, that's not like, oh yeah, I'm taking away tzchuyot. No, that is, that is what happens when you pray. It's a physical, it's like a physics. You know, you throw something up in the air and it falls down. When you pray, it automatically happens. And therefore, you don't, you don't have to worry it's going to take away tzchuyot and not take away tzchuyot because that is fact. That is going to happen. You understand what I'm trying to say? It's not true. What? That's not it, the case. No, no, no. It, it, I'm trying to say that, 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 that's exactly what happened in this story. But I want to just, I want to end off with one last thing, Albert. I want to end off with last thing. And please, Albert, listen to this one, please. Because I'm special for you, and I'm going to end off with this last thing. And that is, just to show you the power of prayer, how, how, how crazy and awesome it is. I'll end off with this. The, the ending of this is that there's three times in Torah where it says, What does that mean? In the midday, midday, midday. Who knows the three things? One was in Yasiyah time. Hashem said that I'm taking out the people from Egypt. Be'etzma was in the middle of the day. Why? To show the Mitzrim, you want to stop the Jews? I'm in charge and I'll take them in the middle of the day and you're not going to stop them. The second time it says in the middle of the day is where? By Noah. He says, you know what? Hashem says, people say, oh, Noah, if you go on the Teva, we'll stop you. Hashem says, okay, you're going to stop them? Let me see. In the middle of the day, Noah goes on the Teva. And there's another middle of the day. You know what that is? That is. I won't share when he's dying. In the middle of the day. Why? What happened? The people said, if Hashem takes, tries to take away Moshe Rabbeinu, we'll stop him. In the middle of the day, we'll stop him. So Hashem says, no, you can't stop it. In the middle of the day, Moshe Rabbeinu was taken away. He went to Har Nevo and he passed away over there. So the question that Rukhan Shmulevitz was asked once, from the, they say from the Biskarov, they asked, Biskarov asked Rukhan Shmulevitz, he says, what do you mean? How could they stop, how could they think they could stop that? Think about it. The first case was what? In Egypt. In Egypt, the Egyptians said, oh, if they go, we'll stop them. If they go out of Egypt, we'll stop them. Hashem says, you're not going to stop them. In the middle of the day, I'm going I'm to make them go out free and nobody has the power to stop them. Okay. We know because the Mitzim wanted to stop them. They can't. Fine. The second thing. What's the second thing? The second thing is with Noah. In the middle of the day, they said, if Noah goes, we'll stop Noah from going to the Teva. Hashem says, no, you're not going to stop nobody. In the middle of the day, he went on the Teva. Moshe Rabbeinu in the middle of the day he's going to go to die how, how are they even thinking to stop that? how are they stopping death? you know what the answer is? Allah says through their prayers they said you know we're going to pray so hard that if we see Moshe Rabbeinu ever dying we'll pray so hard he won't even die yeah you hear what's going on over here? sometimes you hear of a person that they passed away suddenly you know why it's just suddenly you know Rukhaim Kinevsky passed away suddenly nobody even knew about him boom he passed away you know his Robinson passed away suddenly boom nobody even, nobody even felt it nobody even knew you know that both Rukhaim Kinevsky and his wife passed away like that like an instant the next day we found out the news passed away passed away this is one of the one of, one of, one of, one of the Pshatim is you know why because at the end of the day if the whole world heard that Rukhaim Kinevsky is sick what were we going to do we should have prayed for them today. exactly we would wow. we would have prayed we should have we, we would have I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we found out they were sick what would we do everybody the whole, the whole national world would get up on the thing everybody pray national day pray so hard and then, then that's it and then the outfield would stop the death <laughs> you understand what's going on over here you don't understand you got it so that's why the Botai Tefillah is so powerful it's so, it's so, so strong I told you the three Gemariot Barachot, Makot and Tanit review the Shi'ur Pass it on to your friends because this is a very powerful one. That, like we said, tefillah is like that bow and arrow. The more you pull, the more it goes further. Pray with your kavanah, pray with your heart, pray for whatever you need. Hashem wants to hear it. Hashem wants to hear tefillah. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from his children. He wants to hear from you. All you have to do is pour out your heart. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.